Hey, what's up, folks? Welcome back to another Layer by Layer. In today's video, we're going to take a look at how to make symmetrical splines in Fusion 360. So I'm working on this new project, and the shape of this, it really needed to make it so that I can adjust one side and the other side would get updated as well. That's called symmetry. So you can actually use these uh, symmetry sketch constraint to create uh, symmetrical shapes that where you move one piece, the other piece moves. I really haven't needed to do that. And using the spline tool adds that extra complexity of having Bezier curves and handles um, that can also be uh, symmetrical. And really the secret here is how to combine the symmetrical and the equal sketch constraints. So I'm going to create a new document and then kind of work around this shape here. Uh, so I'll create a new component and then let's go ahead and make a sketch on this floor plane. Okay, maybe not the floor plane, this plane then, the front plane, why not? All right, so the first thing I wanted to do was to, let me show you the, this, the kind of the idea here, is to grab the spline tool and let's kind of create a, a rectangle, right? So we need four points and I'll just kind of use the, the grid to kind of create a, a rectangle. And when you do uh, a loop, it ends up looking like this, right? So it looks like a, a circle. Right. So these little green handles, we can start to move them. You see, as I, I decrease the, 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 the length of it, it creates a much smaller uh, curve, which is what we want. So if we wanted to create this shape where we want to have like this really bubbly type of bet, like a, a bit of a bezel for a screen, let's say, you see, I have to kind of do this four times and it's really difficult to, um, to gauge how big they need to be. So what I found is that you can use the sketch dimension tool to actually apply a sketch dimension uh, to the length of the handle, which is going to be important. Now, you notice that when I uh, the orientation of your sketch dimension really depends on what, what the orientation is. So here it's two and then this way it's actually 2.8. So I wanted to go this way because that's like the real length of the of those two points. And that way I can have a fixed number here. So I'm just going to put three. Right. That's cool. So what we can do is we can say, we can use the symmetrical tool uh, constraint right here uh, to define symmetry. But really what we need to do first is to apply an equal. So basically with the equal, we can, we can define that I want uh, this line to be equal with another line, right? So I can do that now. So I'll select both of these, hold down the shift, the shift key, and then I'll click on equal and they both get equalized there. So now if I click on this, you'll notice that the length down here is set to three, and hey, this is also three. So if I change this to four, this would also change to four, right? Yeah, and you can see that. Now there is a, an issue, is that they're not symmetrical yet, right? They're equal, but they aren't symmetrical. There's a big difference there. Equal in the length, but different in the position. So how do we uh, kind of define the position? Well, we need a third line to define the symmetry, right? We need a bit of a line, a construction line. It doesn't have to be a construction line, a, a line really that defines it. This is in the middle. Now, normally what I would do with a shape like this is I would, I would find the mid, the middle of the, of the shape, but you notice that this is a curve and you really can't find the midpoint of a curve. It's not the way it works. So what I found is let's create a rectangle and then use that rectangle to define the corners for our curvy shape here. So here's what I'll do. I'll grab the rectangle tool. I'm just gonna draw a rectangle and let's define some things. So let's say it is uh, gonna be 25 by 30, okay? That looks good. 
Now the next thing I want to do is I want to create some midpoint constraint lines. So if I roll over the top of this line, you'll see that little that little uh, triangle. That tells me that that's going to be in the middle, and it kind of snaps to it too. So I, I got that line, I clicked it, and then the next uh, line, I want to roll over the left side, the left line, and then I can find the midpoint constraint, uh, the midpoint of that. So I'll click on that. Oops, I did that wrong. <laughs> Let me undo that. Let's do it again. Line tool, roll over, find the midpoint to this line, roll over here, find the midpoint, but don't click yet. If you just start to move your, your, your cursor, Fusion will, will kind of start to guide you and it kind of locks you down there. And then until I hit this straight up and down, this is a perpendicular constraint that's being created at the top here. So that's what I want. And then as I go down here, bam, there's the middle. So I'll click there and then I'll finish this off by clicking right there. And that gives us like three different constraints that are automatic to just the placement of it. So we have a midpoint constraint here, midpoint constraint here, and then these two lines are connected right here in the corner with a coincident. So that's awesome. So now watch what happens. I can grab this one dot, this one point, and move this whole thing around. That's awesome. So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna grab that and then place it right in the center and that kind of locks it in there. So now what I need to do is I need to double click on that rectangle, hit the X key, that'll make it into a construction line. Same thing with these two lines, double click it, should select both of the lines, hit X, and then now we have a, uh, a midpoint constraint. So now all we need to do is we need to apply these corners, these dots, these points to the corners of our construction rectangle, our construction lined rectangle. And instead of, of course we could drag it like this, right? That's fine. But instead of doing that, why don't we do it kind of the easier way, which I find is to use the coincident constraint. That coincident is saying, hey, I want this dot to go to that dot. I want this dot to go to that dot. Now messing around and futzing around with dragging points, you can, if you just know that the coincident point is going to put that there for you, you can save yourself, uh, your fingers, uh, <laughs> your wrist, uh, some time. So there we go. We have uh, we have we have coincidentally constrained all of our, our points to the corners of this rectangle. So that's what we want. Now we can start to define some symmetry. So if I start to move this around, right, this is kind of going to be our main. Uh, corner that we're going to apply to the other three corners. So this is the main one we're going to be working on. Okay. So as I'm moving that around, you know, it's not really changing the other side. So all we need to do now is to pull out this, the symmetry coincident or constraint. So I'll click on that and it wants you to pick, well, what's the kind of uh, main one that you want to select? And that's our first one. So it's this corner. And then what do you want the second corner to be? Well, it's this one right here, right? And now you have a third. The third thing you need to click on is your line that defines the symmetry. And because our corners are kind of locked to a rectangle, the mid, the middle of these two is actually this line here that's going up and down. That's on the on the y-axis if we're looking at it straight on, uh, or, or or down straight down. So click on that, and then bam, there's our symmetry. We've defined our symmetry, and now we can test that by actually moving these curves around the other side is being affected. That's that's just symmetrical right there. That looks beautiful. And we can step this even further and we can define a, 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 an angle. So we can say, I want this line, this Bayesian curve, to be a perfect angle across this, this, this line here. So you can see that that is now a, not a length, but a degree, an angle. So I'm gonna put 45 because I have that perfect 45 degree now. And if we look over here, this is also a perfect 45 degree because it's just symmetrical. It just always will be. 
And now we can define, we can change this. So if I want this to be bigger or smaller, let's say like 2.5, the other side gets affected as well, perfectly. Awesome, I'm gonna just set that back to three. Or, or was, it, was it four? I think it was four. Cool, so now what we have to do is, is do this same thing for these bottom corners. You notice that these, these Bezier curves seem to have kind of disappeared. Just click on it again and they, they come up right there. Cool, so again, this right here has no uh, equal. It needs to equal the length of this one. Okay, so that's what we'll do. So pull out our sketch thing and type in equal, or you can go to the top menu if you want to go all the way up there. So equal, I want to say that this line, or this, this handle is going to be equal with our main handle up here. And as I click that, bam, it changes its length. Perfect. Now we can use the symmetry. So let's go to symmetry. I want this and this to be symmetrical, but instead of using the line going up and down on our x axis, on our y axis, we want to go, we want to go across. We want to go horizontally. So that's this line here. That's why we created two of these lines. One to go up and down, and one to go that way. That way we can create symmetry vertically and horizontally, right? So I can click on that, and then bam, you can see that that is now symmetrical. So as I, I can't move it now because it's it's locked to that 45 degree. But you can see there that all we need to do to change all of them is this one set of, of, of dimensions. The length of our curve, of our, of our handle for a Bezier curve, and the angle of our curve, of our handle. And then of course you could change the width and height by using these guys here. And we can apply some user parameters if we want to make it parametric, which we'll do in a minute. But we're still, uh, we're still messing with this one, I think. This is the last corner that we need to do, right? You can see it's all, it's all wanky. So again, we go here. I want this and this to be equal, right? They're equal. Now I need to see symmetry. So you need to say this one. Actually, let's do this one and this one are symmetrical with not this one, but this line going up on our y-axis, and then bam. And now we fully symmetricalized all the whole shape, uh, which is really great. So I'm gonna bring up my user parameter window. Let's call this the corner, and this will be four millimeters. And then I will do a width. Let's say our width is 30, and our height is 25. So that way I can play with these. So now this is gonna be our height, this is our width, this is our corner, and now we can uh, play with it. So what I like to do is to um, use the offset sketch to kind of get an offset here, so maybe like three, hit okay. And then I can extrude this out, let's say it's gonna be like three, hit okay. And now I have our kind of shape here that we've created. And this makes a, this makes a really nice shape uh, for like a like a bubbly screen, and that's really what I did here, right? Is I, I I did that same technique here for all of these shapes, and it works out not just for like rectangles, but also these kind of weird bubbly shapes, right? So go back over here. Let's take a look at our user parameters. Or one thing I like to do with the sketch: right-click on it and say Show Dimensions. That way you can you can kind of update these things uh, without having to dive back into the sketch. So if I wanted to increase this offset, change it to four, it automatically updates, which is really great. Um, yeah, so let me go into the user parameter window and then just kind of play around with it. Let's say we want to go 40. See that how that changes? Let's do this 40, uh, 35. And that changes it up nicely. Let me drop this down to 3.5. You can see how that affects uh, the bubbliness of it. Let me make that two millimeter even more so. It's like a little bit more um, extreme. That's like almost going inward. That's kind of bizarre. So let me go back out. I think 3.5 is really nice. Yeah, that looks cool. And um, yeah, that's this is a great 
way, a great technique um, to visually see, like for if you were making a bezel for a display, you can see how this construction line could act as like the actual viewing area of your of your of your object, and then you can you can better uh, determine uh, how much you want to reveal in your in your um, in your thing. Because in this case here, uh, if I uh, I can't quite do it because of just the nature of it being there, but I wanted to show how this is actually covering up some of the screen. I can't quite show you that. Um, maybe if I do if I do this, yeah, a little bit. Not really. Let me go to the top. Something like that. This is. I really wish I could show you like the whole. Um, maybe I can. No, I can't like that. But in any manner, um, this only reveals a little bit, and it cuts off some of the corners on the screen. This is one of the uh, one of the caveats of doing this type of shape for for uh, for a, a display. Uh, but hey, it's a really cool one. If you want to make like a t like an old school TV or something, this is one of the the ways you would be able to do it. But I was really excited that to to be able to finally use sem uh, symmetry and the equal uh, sketch constraints is something I haven't really needed to do until now. So that's why I figured I'd share it. It seems like a really simple thing, but I think um, combining the technique of having a uh, fixed rectangle um, and then using symmetrical uh, the symmetry and uh, the equal sketch constraints, it really makes this really flexible, scalable, and it just reduces some of the friction that I've experienced with the spline tool. I, it, let me know what you think. If you use the spline tool a lot and you found some weird quirkiness of this, I hope this helps you out. And um, you know, feel free to add some more comments and things uh, to this video so it's, uh, so maybe I learned some more things. But hey, I hope you learned something and good luck in your making your endeavors. But until next time, remember to make a great day. I'll see you folks in the next one. Bye.